the reaction to that game. You know, we we talked about it on the pregame show. You know, Northwestern Wisconsin always has weird vibes to it, and certainly that was no different. Um, 24-15, you know, good for the pollsters, I guess, uh, and for Wisconsin, I thought we'd be punished. Uh, They stay at number eight, but uh, obviously not a cover, not a dominating win. What did you think of Saturday's performance? Yeah, I can't believe you and I talked ourselves out of uh, going with the line there. I mean, every time we we kept going back and saying, but, and then we talked ourselves out of the uh, Northwestern cover. But still, uh, yeah, you know, for some reason, it looked like play calling took a regression from last week. Uh, You really only had two plays that went more than 10 yards in the passing game. Uh, The interception, which, hey, first – interception took three and a half games uh i'm okay with that uh second one uh rear naked chokehold was applied to quintez cephas and he was taken down and no call happened um and then uh yeah you know uh, there there were some odd penalties that happened that led to some northwestern points the same thing happened uh the week prior for michigan but um you know i think pollsters looked at it and saw maybe near the end of the game the badgers were ready to say we won the game and that's how those points went up. And I think maybe that's why there wasn't that much of a, a punishment for the Badgers because for the most part, that game was a 24-3 to game uh, heading into the waning minutes of the, the, the third quarter and towards uh, on, in, on into the fourth. So um, my biggest takeaway from that is what happened to the play calling we saw against Michigan. The aggressiveness was not there this past week, and it, it just didn't, outside of you seeing the shifts and the formation, uh, that's fine. But if you do not get aggressive against a team like Northwestern, they can pack that box, and it showed uh, Jonathan Taylor put up 119 at a touchdown. Other than that, uh, nobody else had double digits rushing. So um, really the takeaway was, for me, like I said, okay. The offense stunk. I mean, they still got it done, though. The offense stunk, but can you take a lot of credit for that defense and be really excited about it moving forward? Oh, absolutely. They put up 14 points, or 12 if you don't want to count the extra points. But still, uh, that that defense, outside of you know playing the prevent and having the backup quarterback pass for 99 yards, um, I that defense is just nasty, and Outside of maybe Ohio State, I think going up against any other offense uh, on the rest of this schedule, uh, the the Badger defense should be able to control the tempo and dominate a game. Visiting with our Badger insider, RJ. All right, it's going to take uh, me, RJ, a lot more than, than one week to, to get on this train. But obviously, I, I saw some of it this weekend, and you knew this was going to happen the first time he had a bad game. and. Talking about Jack Cohn and, you know, they well, start Mertz, go to Mertz. And I think we're way too early to even consider that. But 15 to 24, 113, no touchdowns and interception. Obviously, uh, to follow up, you know, the Michigan, the start, he, he was pretty bad. Do you just chalk it up to an, to an off Saturday? You said that, you know, maybe the aggression wasn't there. What What's your takeaway on Cohn's day and, and why he had that type of day? Well, i give it to Northwestern. Uh, they've always had a defensive game plan that is, stymied Wisconsin, uh, no matter who the quarterback or even running back is. This is, uh, like we said on uh, Saturday and earlier in the week, that was Jonathan Taylor's first 100-yard game against them. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to put this one more on the offensive play calling. And the they went conservative because they felt they could win that way. Um, they were in the pistol. They were in shotgun more than they were. Were they in the hippo? They were. Yeah, well, the hippo was out there, but, I mean, you didn't see it often. Um, and, I mean, it's a short yardage and red zone uh, formation. So uh, I I was just more upset at the, the play calling, uh, and it seemed like somebody else was calling that game. Like they just said, here, you have a shot at it this week. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I am not on the get Mertz out there now. Um, Cone, look at his first three games. He just uh, go. He just beat Michigan, RJ. He just beat Michigan. Now people are crying right. to bench him. And yeah, and what what in what was his fault? I mean, there was one turnover 
he threw into double coverage because I'm pretty sure that was the first read, and they were trying to stretch the defense to open things up. Oh, well, it happens. Uh, I mean, in no way, shape, or form should anybody be calling for Mertz to be on the field right now. And if you're one of those people, just watch the play from the first three games, and it's not like he did a bad job. He did, if you want to say a bad job, he did a bad job comparatively to his first three games. Other than that, there is nothing there that says to me we're playing the wrong quarterback right now. Uh, before I let you go, RJ, one uh, non uh, non football uh, the weekend of the Badger basketball. This has become coming a theme here the last few weeks. Getting two big names for the class of twenty twenty one. You now have the number one rated class in two thousand twenty one. You have top five in two thousand uh, and twenty. From again, uh, you know it's it's repetitive, but you know as long as they keep doing this, you got to keep resetting the storyline. From where they were of losing the Hauser brothers, you know, and Jalen Johnson at the beginning of the summer to now what what guard and company have done here. Uh, talk about just where Wisconsin basketball is and, and what guards done maybe to the naysayers here over the last few weeks. The guy can't recruit, you know. Uh, I don't know why he's still here. It's just crazy how that works out. You've been hanging out with Nelson. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, you, you look at it. He uh, His first season – he got a late start on the recruiting process because he started partway through the season. Uh, didn't really have a lot of scholarships to work with either because uh, a lot of walk-ons were given scholarships uh, over the past few years prior to him getting in there. Uh, he now has scholarships to work with, and they're able to get on guys earlier because they can look down that line and see where those scholarships are lining up. Uh, he was always said to be the lead recruiter on a lot of guys. Uh, so maybe he's turning into a closer. Uh, Joe Krabenhoff seems to be uh, the lead recruiter for most of these guys coming in here. So good on Joe Krabenhoff. Uh, and, I mean, you can't be upset, even though it's really early, you can't be upset with the starting at number one or being at number five um, for 2020 right now because, yeah, sure. You still got a couple months, uh, December when early signing or is November early signing period for basketball. I always get confused with all the dates now, but uh, you got a, a little bit before early signing day. Uh, the big big recruits aren't going to sign until later, so you know your blue bloods are still going to move up above you. But when you're at five, you're not going to drop too far, I would think. And when you start at one and you have two guys who are four star recruits or three star recruits, depending on where you look. Uh, I believe 24-7 has them as a composite four-star with all the recruiting agencies kind of pulled together there. So uh, you absolutely got to like what you see. And these don't look like guys who are like four-stars because they play in bad basketball areas. They actually look like athletes at their positions. And uh, I, I, you got to like what you've seen in the past 11 days with three four-star recruits and – you know, since the Hausers uh, went away and Jalen Johnson d decided on Duke, uh, he has been on a little bit of a roll here, and you, you got to like what you see uh, from the, the basketball program in terms of players coming in in the future. Uh, well, RJ, I'll leave you with this. Uh, you know, we, we whiffed on minus 24. Start sharpening your pencil for Friday when you come back. Minus 37. That's All the right. opening number against Kent hey. State. Minus 37. RJ, RJ, real quick, people that want to bench Jack Cohn because he couldn't get the offense going, didn't Clemson beat North Carolina by one point? Uh, uh, missed yeah, on they... a failed two-point conversion. They should have lost the game. So what's up with that then? I don't know. You remember when Trevor Lawrence was the favorite to win the Heisman? <laughs> uh, 1A and 1B with Tua, and then uh, all of a sudden he has dropped off the Heisman. I think he's down to 50 to 1 now or something like that. And uh, I'm going to say that's even going to be uh, uh, updated again today at some point. We'll see him drop lower. But, yeah, he should be benched. Um, you know, anybody who just has a blip on the radar, just get him out of here. Yeah, get uh, him out. They're, they're, we're, we're here for winners. Uh, <laughs> I and, want winners. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, no, absolutely. Tell, tell those people to take a chill pill and wait for – uh, a, a dis more disastrous game, uh, much more like Northwestern last season. That was one where 
Uh, well, yeah. and even Jack Cohn got thrown in and not yeah. a game plan towards his skills. Hey, we'll so. go learn, RJ. Go get your quiz on. <laughs> we'll do. Have a good day, guys. Thank, Thank you, buddy. There's our Badger Insider. RJ on his way to school. I love it. You know what else needs to happen on Saturday? So we're going to be the Zone Blitz pregame bash. You, me, Nelly, we're going to yep. be down there doing right. our thing. And we need to bring a crack forensics team with us. We have two, yes. We need the research department down here from the zone here. We need a crack forensics team. I'm I'm right now. If anyone was at the red zone Saturday, <laughs> it's the Michigan-Wisconsin game. If If anyone was down there later at night for the Michigan-Wisconsin game and saw our Plinko board being dismantled, destroyed, wrecked, ruined, and thrown away. I want to hear from you and who did it. I will give you a reward if we find the culprits of who destroyed our Plinko board. And if you can't, then we're going to be down there on Saturday with our forensics team. It's going to be like CSI down there, dude. I got Gil Grissom. Um, you I got know. the I got the cops from Superbad. They think there's just semen on everything, so they're going to check it out. <laughs> it's a little extreme. So that's uh, what they say in the movie. No, I got I got Gibbs from NCIS. I got Grissom from CSI. I got Dexter. You know, because if it's someone bad, then we're going to have Dexter wrap him in yep. plastic wrap and off him. So I got all the forensic superstars coming down: Dexter, Gil Grissom, and Jethro Gibbs. Yeah. to uh, get to it, the bottom. If you're wondering what we're talking about, so. I- Saturday, I, I roll up. I'm setting the tailgate up, and one of the one of the guys at the red zone comes up to me, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, your uh, plinko board got destroyed and thrown away." I'm like, "What? Because this is sturdy. This is made of oak. It's real sturdy. It's like real Chubb's, sturdy. Tubbs, Trubb's right hand, and it's uh, got pegs in it. It's plinko board. It's got it's bolted in metal pegs, right?" Nelson, I mean, you've had lifted that thing. Joe, you dropped it out of your car a few I, times. I, it, I dropped it out of a moving car two years ago for a party. There's no way. And I said, it's done. And it didn't even have, like, a chip out no. of it. I dropped it out of the back of a pickup truck going down, you know, uh, what is it? Real sturdy. Mineral Point Road here going 30 miles an hour. Real sturdy. Made oak. Allegedly, it got destroyed, ruined, broken, dismantled. The pegs pulling out and thrown away. If anyone was there for the Michigan game late at night and saw anything happen, <laughs> 608-321-1670, Twitter, at Zone Madison, or mine, Ebo Saz, or Action Zone Radio, or Audi underscore Razor, I would love to know cause, and find the culprit of this and punish them accordingly. So that happened on Saturday. So we had two huge landmark things that happened at the Zone Blitz pregame bash. Yes, the Plinko Gate which is, this is next level. Uh, I need CSA answers. Stuff. I need I need a whistleblower. Who's our whistleblower? Call in. Um, so there's that. And then we had the situation where, okay, so we have, it's a two-hour pregame show. We have set breaks. They're not short, but they're not long. Like, you have enough time to, you know, maybe run to the restroom real quick. Maybe, I don't think you can go wait in line for a drink, but maybe you can crack a new drink. Or yeah. maybe you can... You know, if we have someone that's willing to go refresh our drinks for us, you know, you got a couple of minutes. So, right, you don't have a lot of time to dilly dally in the commercial break, but you know, we're down there. Coors Lights are a great sponsor. Yep. We may have a few Coors Lights. Have to. We got to uh, appease the sponsors. Right. Bloody Mary's an anytime drink. It's with early a Coors Light chaser. Right. You got to have an early morning Bloody Mary. So, you need to use the restroom. Yep. It, it's you know, there, there's a lot of restrooms. You know, there's porta potties. There's restrooms. There's one where we're set up where it's it's one of the smaller restrooms. You know, in in the in the bar area, but it's it's the closest one. So whenever we have a break to go, we run to the the quick and just go. Well, right I go to the main bar one, the long one. Oh, okay, I'm that's where mine even, happened. Okay, so I go to the so small it's, mine's one. even worse. Oh, so yours is. I assume you because no, the same mine thing. mine gets even worse. Okay, well you tell the story then because okay. this is urinal gate. So, so you go to. Two, the- Oh, I yeah. go to the small bathroom. You go to the small bathroom. There's no, only yeah. three urinals in it, so that's why I assumed you were talking. about No, no, no. I go to the so I go to the ah, big bathroom. Well, this makes it even more strange. So go ahead. So imagine a capital L, <laughs> and it's a line of urinals that make this capital L. So there's about six urinals for the long part of the L, and there's three urinals for the short part of the L. I am in the three urinal spot. So there's just three urinals there. I'm in the three urinal spot at the end. So to the left of me is a divider. For the stalls, where yeah. you go take a number two if you want. So there's a there's a divider to my left. Which I would never do on a game day, but There's go ahead. a divider to my left, and then there's... So I'm at the first urinal, there's another urinal to my right, and another urinal to my right. Then there's the corner of the wall, and then the stretch of six. I'm there alone. I'm just taking a leak, minding my own business. Some guy comes in and posts up in the corner urinal, so he's one away from me. I'm like, alright, you had like 
six other urinals to choose from, but at least I get a little buffer zone. Yeah, but was there one? So there was one between you? There was one between okay. us. All right, a little buffer zone, whatever. I'm fine. Then another guy comes in who's friends with this guy that's peeing next to me. What does he do? He goes right in the middle of me and the other guy in the, like, the three part of the L. So there's three urinals, me, this random dude, and this other guy, and then there's six open urinals to my right. And I'm, I'm standing there thinking to myself, what in the hell's going on right here? Joe, and then I came up to you and started talking. I'm like, dude, what would you do in this situation? This should be some kind of poll, some, some topic on the Joe and Ebo yeah. show. And what do you think? Well, like, guy, there's six guy- open urinals facing a different wall. I am already here, and I, I, I position myself to have a divider here because I like to be comfortable when I pee. Eyes on the road. I don't like people staring at me when I'm taking a leak. Take, put your eyes on the road. This guy pulls up, right? You know, the one to there's a, the middle one's open, the one to the right, he hits it. And then another guy comes in and hits the middle one. So it's me, a random guy, a random guy, then six wide open ones I got facing another direction. Yeah, I see. That makes it more. I thought it was the, because there's a smaller bathroom that only has three or four urinals. And I'm like, well, I kind of get it because it's a small one. The, the fact that there was 10 open urinals and someone, I mean, it's guy code. I mean, put it put it on a poll, Ebo, is if you go. There's no dividers room, or anything, by yeah, the way. If, if you go to a men's room, should you always, if you can, afford a buffer between urinals like I, or do you not think about it do you just go to the first one available or if you go into a bathroom and there's seven urinals and there's a gap between two on one but only one on another do you purposely choose the urinal that has a gap or do you just go to the first urinal you see well here's the thing or if is you, that unwritten did that guy break like unwritten guy code he should have taken one of the empty if urinals. you go to the first urinal you see in there then you would have gone to the six that were wide open because those are right when you walk in that one, does make it even the more. one i went to is way back in the corner because I like to give myself a little buffer. Well, yeah, but your, yours is extreme. That I'm, but it raised the question of should you always? Is it guy like yours? There's. That makes I don't no, got stage fright or nothing. Well, I just no. don't want people to be staring at my dong piece when I'm trying to take well, a leak. No, your, yours is extreme. There's no way I can justify that dude's behavior. I'm just saying if you go into a bathroom and there's a, do you automatically pick a buffer? Or do you just, do you not think about it? Put it on a poll. Is there unwritten guy code? Or should that be, when you go to a urinal, if, the, if you have the ability to, should you always leave a buffer urinal? <laughs> now, what you, what the guy did to you is, that's bizarre. That's beyond bizarre. Two he guys. Was, they had to walk, they well, had, like, right. had to they work for it. I'm saying if it was the other way around. Eyes on the road, boys. I'm saying it was the other way around and it was the first two. I would get that. Like, look, you got to pee. You just grab the first open urinal. So what if there's a guy standing next to you? The fact that they went past open urinals and Six then of went them. to you. Six yes. of them. But we agree on that. That one's, but that makes no sense. I'm saying if you walk in, do you instantly look for the first open urinal or do you try and pick an open space before an open urinal? Like what, what should be the guy code right, I'll get the ver- I'll about get I'll get putting, the ver- uh, you know, using the urinal? Like I said, yours, there's no justification for that. But it did bring up an interesting debate that you and I had. These are the big questions we answer. bumping my foot too. What's uh, going on here? These Trying are the pee. big questions we answer. <laughs> It's like, for me, as a, a weekend warrior golfer, I can tell you the analogy is once you stop caring or once you're playing by yourself or if you've played for money and it's like a five-skin carryover and you lose it and you play crappy on that hole and then the next hole you par it because there's no pressure, that's like what the Cubs were this weekend, right? They, they're out of it. They're playing for nothing, and then the bats go crazy. But to the Madden thing, which makes it, which makes it to me, Evo, even more bizarre – is that's the hill that you're gonna die on if you're if you're Joe Man? Your last official act. If you won a World Series, you 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 broke the greatest curse in sports history, and your lasting the last official act you're gonna do is take a shot at the Brewers with that comment. Like, how about I don't know if I'm gonna finish out this season or I don't know if I'm gonna be back next season. But if this is the end, we did get a World Series. We accomplished something nobody ever thought was possible. We won a World Series in Chicago. I will always treasure those memories. The last quote he makes is. Screw Brewer fans. We're gonna start who we start. Why, why would that be? I just don't give that. Get Joe Man. That's how you're gonna end it in Chicago. Because he's B- broken. He's done. He knew well, he was done. Then him and Epstein went and had a, some glasses of wine and a nice little steak dinner to talk about the future. And they both agreed that they should both part ways and yada yada yada. I just love knowing the fact that the Brewers punked the Cubs at the end, punked Joe Madden at the end, and he still had the Brewers on his brain right before he got fired. Exactly. I love it. It's hilarious to me. As what rivalry they say, you turds, we punked you two years in a row, sent Madden packing, 
and by the way, they're like saying all the man's accolades. They forgot one thing. He's defeated in games 163. Well, and I would, uh, <laughs> that's true. Uh, and I would also say this, Nelson, you watch more baseball, but to Terry's point, and I suppose anything's possible, but I, I would be stunned if the Cardinals win like more than a game against the Braves. They're going to get, they're going to get boat raced this weekend, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. It's the Cardinals were hot in September too. Like the Brewers couldn't gain any ground on them, and the Brewers were on fire. I mean, the, the, it it all kind of seems anticlimactic sure. in the National League because the Dodgers. I mean, how did the Dodgers not make the World Series? But because the Brewers are going to beat them. <laughs> I mean, anticipate. I mean, I'd anticipate the Braves to win, but I I think it'll be a competitive series. I don't think it'll be like a clean sweep or anything like that. If I had to predict, I bet. Uh, Cardinals might win two games. Um, so that that game starts. Obviously, the winner of Brewers Nationals uh, goes to L.A. Uh, this weekend. The so, American League, uh, the Astros, number one seed, as Terry said, Yankees uh, and Twins. And you have that. How about that for the wild card? Who would have had? Talk about money and making weird predictions. Tell me anybody who had Milwaukee, Washington, Tampa Bay, and Oakland <laughs> as the wild card teams to start the season. Nelly, let me ask you as a guy that – you know, Joe and I, we always, we never doubted the Brewers, always believed in it, never held a funeral or anything. Mm-hmm. For a guy like you to put Stearns on, you know, notice and this and that. And oh, by the way, you're welcome. Said all the disparaging comments about the Brewers, said they were done, said it was over, something Joe and I would never say. Never did. Never said it once. How do you feel right now that the Brewers, do you like their chances against the Nationals? Uh, I, mean, eh. I, think it, I think it's honestly, it's a toss-up. It's a wild card game for a reason. I think it's a toss up. I mean, Nats won eight in a row. Brewers though, best of them in the season series. I think it was four to two, but the Brewers fell twice in Washington. Brandon Woodruff will be on the mound. Interesting to see how many innings they allow him to pitch. Because what I think the most he's thrown since he's come back is three. Yeah, three. Uh, Max Scherzer's been on the mound. Max Scherzer's good, but he's not great. Like didn't the Brewers getting older? Didn't the Brewers didn't. I gotta look at the matchups. I think the Brewers beat Scherzer this year. Uh, they don't, no, it, it was uh, one time um, he struck out ten and earned one earned run in his one matchup. But here's the one for Scherzer where you give hope. It's kind of like the Kershaw thing, Nelson. Great regular season pitcher in his career. Scherzer four and five, a three nine three ERA in the postseason. See, he's had some real stinker games in the postseason, but he's also. Had some really good ones. Yeah. So I mean, I I truly do think tomorrow is a toss up. Yeah, I, I mean it's a it's a great game. It's gonna be fun. Um, might have to uh, might have to do some serious research tonight so I can work that into uh, the daily action zone. But uh, yeah, Scherzer and uh, and Woodruff tomorrow in the uh, in the National League wildcard game. See, right. I'm more interested to see if the Brewers win that game. What their roster looks like for the NLDS. Because that, that's what interests me is who they want to choose for their pitching. Yeah. Because the last month, just like the year before, they did, you know, pitching by committee basically because you had a million arms. Well, now the bullpen's not as good. So I think it's interesting who those bottom guys out of the, the uh, bullpen would be. Uh, here you go, Ebo. We had this uh, earlier this morning. You just made the list! <laughs> uh, Vontez Perfect. Uh, we put up for D-Bag of the Week for his latest uh Cheap shot. If you didn't see that hit yesterday, perfect. Now remember the Raiders just totally cheap shotting one of the tight ends uh, on Indianapolis. According to our buddy Shefty, uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter says perfect will be facing multiple games for suspension. Uh, I don't know if it's like you know the drug thing that it's a cumulative thing because he's he's had two four game suspensions yes. already. Yep. So if you've already had P-E-D-O. four, wouldn't wouldn't it be wouldn't you go to like eight at this point or six? I mean like. Isn't in theory like each time you do an infraction, it gets worse. Like so, it's the deterrence so you don't do it again. So if he's already been suspended four, shouldn't in theory this suspension be more than four? Yeah. So 2016 his hit on Antonio Brown, he got a four game suspension. 2017 his hit on I forget the guy's name, but that was a four game suspension. And then last year he had the PED violation, which was the four game suspension. Now this year, color me shocked if it's not a four game uh, suspension. Uh, so yeah, I don't know why that guy's still uh playing here. Oh, I, I like these. We got a couple of good ones, Ebo, uh, on the guy code question where uh you on Saturday, even though there was multiple 
open urinals. All of them were open. Dude creeped in right next to you. That's extreme. The question would be if you go in and there's like two on the end, but there's one open right next to you, but it's right, you know, you're right walking. Do you grab the first urinal do you see? Or do you do you always you know try and if you can get a buffer? Uh, your boy Pootie Muffin says, "Hey, Pootie. next time turn and pee on him and assert your dominance." Oh, that wasn't Pootie Muffin. That was Timu Jin or whatever. But no, I'm not gonna go pee on a guy. I'm not R. Kelly. Um, I you know what, what were you? Uh, I mean, did you have any kind of stage fright? Did you like? No, quickly... I said earlier I didn't have any stage fright. I don't have stage fright. I just prefer a buffer zone. Yeah, I mean that. that it's like... uncomfortable when all the other urinals are open. Like some ladies, ladies listening right now. If you've never been in a men's bathroom or seen it at the red zone, or just a lot of places in general, there's usually these dividers. There's no dividers in a lot of them, though. You go in and you're just right, yes. you're just hanging out in the open. Correct. Oh, like, hey, eyes on the road, partner. Let's go. Um, you know, then you got your couple stalls over here where you can go in there. Do you ever feel like people look at you weird if you go into the stall to take a leak? Uh, again, that would be. Are there there's no, no guide code there? Well, right. Are there empty urinals? If they're empty urinals, I think yeah. Take be a man. Use the urinal. If they're all full, I'll wait. Hmm. I mean, I'll just take first available. Well, if they're full, yeah, then you go in there. But if there's ones open, I think it's kind of frowned upon to take a stall. Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. No guide code. You peed your pants on Saturday. Obviously, you didn't make it to the bathroom in I time. Had beer dumped on me on. Saturday. Oh, that was beer. Okay, right. That was beer dumped on you. So, are you a first urinal guy, or do you try and you know get the buffer? Or do you just take first? See, I would go first available. I don't really think about it in the heat of the moment. Now, like what happened to Ebo, that's extreme when they're all empty. But if I go in there and it's like, I got to go. I'm just grabbing the first urinal. I'm not looking to see if there's a buffer. Normally, normally I'm a buffer guy. And to answer your second question, Joe, if you go into the stall and, and pee when there's open urinals, it's a little red flag. Yeah, I think that's uh, Yeah, cool. it just seems goofy. a little weird at times. Yeah. Leave it, I, mean, I don't really care, but it seems a little weird. I'm not. Yeah, a, you, do, you don't say anything, but you're just like. That's strange. Yeah. <laughs> so what are they doing in there? I'm not a big fan of, you know, public crapping, but if you got to, you know, leave it for those people, you know? I mean, if there's an open urinal, take the damn open urinal, you know? Yeah. I'm with you. The, uh, the, well, tro- the troughs are the worst, though. The troughs are the best. <laughs> what do you mean the best? You can fit 100 people on there, and you don't have to wait in line when there's only three or whatever it is. Troughs yeah, but I will say this to the troughs, and I don't know, this is probably before your guys' time, but, you know, guys my age or can remember the old Soldier Field were and, and the old Camp Randall were troughs, and, you know, what would happen is it would just become in a, in a pee, in, like you've heard of free-for-all, it'd be like a pee-for-all. Yeah. And then when you're, when, you're, when you're peeing in a trough, then your inhibitions are lowered and your standards. So then, you know, what becomes into play? The sink. And I can't tell you how many times I saw people peeing in oh. sinks. At like Soldier Field in the old Camp Randall, because well, what's the difference? What's the difference between a trough and a sink? Hand washing, maybe we weren't a as evol- well, we weren't as evolved as a society thirty years ago about everyone washing their hands. So like now, a sink's you know a little more uh, sacred than it used to be. So Please when you wash had, your hands, so when you had Nelson the trough thing, what what the trough peeing would lead to is a lot of people would would say, well, if the troughs open, take the sink. So there was a lot of. I witnessed as a kid. Probably explains a lot. A lot I've of people only, peeing in sinks. Had the pleasure of using a trough a few times, but the pleasure of using a trough. The last one was probably in South Bend for a Notre Dame football game. Yeah, I mean old football stadiums. I mean it, it, Camp Randall had it. Uh, Soldier Field was the worst, though. I mean they were like low, and you were like right on top of people. I mean the the, the health code standards of what they are today. Certainly I just weren't. want to pee in peace. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. Let me pee in peace. But I, you know, I don't know. I'm all for you know getting in and out. I mean, I'm you know, if there's ten open stalls, that's weird that a guy would get right next to you. If there's two, I'm not really searching out for an empty stall. But I, I, I do. There was six. It. There was eight I, open stalls. We agree. And what they happened to, it right you next was, to me. That was extreme. That was bizarre. The other poll, which is a lot closer than that, would be: uh, Who do you think after four weeks? Uh, is the best team in the NFC North. Uh, yes, we are in Wisconsin. I mean, we are streamed throughout this uh, beautiful globe uh, at madcitysportszone.com, but I would say a majority of the listeners uh, are in Wisconsin right now, so not surprising the Packers are winning. Um, Lions, though, at what point do you start, if you haven't already, do you start buying into that? Did yesterday, how many, you know, because, okay, 2-1, on one, you went on the road last week and beat, Philadelphia, that's that's impressive. And then you'll watch with the and then you know going into Thursday, you're like, ah, see, the Eagles are trash. They're broken. The Lions just beat them. 
And then the Eagles beat the Packers. So, you know, I think a lot of people were starting to, to buy into the Lions. And then yesterday happens. And it was a great game with Kansas City. Um, where do you put the Lions? But then you have the Bears, who continue to not have any offense. Now they lose their quarterback. But they, that might not be a bad thing, losing Trubisky. But their defense is, like, ridiculous back to where they were last year. So now do you say the Bears... Uh, or do you go to the Packers and say, well, but they got a good defense now and you, you still have Aaron Rodgers. It's got to be the Packers. Like, I don't think you can argue the Vikings are the best team right now. Mm-hmm. Can you argue that the Lions, Bears, or Packers are the best team? Well, let's break them down by each team. I mean, the Packers have, well, after the Eagles game, what do you think of their defense? I think it's still good. Still good? I think it, I mean, I think we were getting a little okay, more so excited than we should a have been. Good defense. And what's the offense? Average. Average. The Bears, great defense. Terrible offense. Terrible offense. The Vikings, average defense. Terrible offense. Terrible offense. The Lions. You have to say good. Good offense. Good offense and good good defense. defense. So, I mean, they have the most thing, the most closest thing to a complete package, which is weird to say because it's the Lions. You can't really name any skill players, but some of these guys are really, uh, you know, didn't Galladay? Who, who was all beating up for the Lions yesterday? I mean, they all look pretty good. Matt Stafford um, is a gunslinger. He fumbled the ball a couple of times. There's a lot of fumbles in that game, but I think overall the Lions look the most complete. But I don't know if I believe them because they tied the Cardinals. The Cardinals stink, 27-27, to but that's week one. They beat the Chargers 13-10. to I think the Chargers could be a play for, you know, obviously making the playoffs in the AFC, right? But the Chargers have had a ton of injuries this season, and Melvin yeah. Gordon was obviously still not playing. But then, then the Lions beat the Eagles, and we thought the Eagles were done because they have a lot of injuries, but then they beat the Packers. And now the Lions should have beat the Chiefs if it wasn't for the refs jobbing them. But the Chiefs are probably could be in the Super Bowl. They'll probably lose to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I don't know. what I think the Lions could be looking at the best team right now in the NFC North. And that's weird to say. Uh, think about this one as well. And I don't want to put any negative juju out there, but the Lions now on the bye week, you know where they play next? Green Bay, Wisconsin, yeah. Lambeau Field, Monday Night Football. So they're going to have two weeks off uh, to to get ready for the Packers. Green Bay, I mean, you'll have the extra day, obviously, but Packers playing the late Sunday game against Dallas, you know, the, the 3.30 kickoff. Lions have a bye week, and then they go to Green Bay for Monday Night Football. I mean, you look at the line. Then the Lions home against the Vikings, home against the Giants at the Raiders. Hmm. I mean, even if the Packers beat them, if you believe that the Lions are a good team, there's three wins. Then, then their schedule toughens up. You know, you got two or three with the Bears, Dallas, uh, at Tampa Bay, who suddenly looks good. But I mean, the Lions for a team that was the worst team in the division last year, so they get the last place schedule. They don't really have any. I mean, their their toughest out of division games are Dallas and Tampa Bay. I mean, they get Denver, they get the Raiders, they get the Redskins, they get the Giants. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Detroit, I mean, we're only talking about four games, but if you did the exercise you just did, Ebo, and you go with all four teams, who who has the least amount of question marks? Is it the Lions? Or do you say no? At the end of the day, the Bears still have the best defense. It's all, They won 12 games last year. The Bears are still the best team in this division. Or do you go back to Green Bay and say, We've been saying this for 10 years. If all the Packers needed was a defense, now they finally have a defense. Yes, Rodgers and the offense hasn't been great, but they never look great four weeks, and they'll figure it out. It's got to be the Packers are the best team. Like, who's the best team in this division? I don't think you can say the Packers are the best. Uh, 608-321-1670. Jeremy, welcome back to the Joe and Ebo Show. What's up, brother? Long time, no talk. It's What's been up, too dude? long, man. How's it going? Great. Good, man. Nice to hear from you. Yeah, um... This urinal talk, I was wondering if we could explore that just a little bit farther. Sure. Uh, what's your guys' take on one-ply toilet paper at these sporting events? <laughs> <laughs> I think, Jeremy, and I've been there you know, under extreme circumstances while I break that down. I, something's got to be real close to popping for me to use that at a sporting event because that is not yeah. anything I want to be a part of. Well, then I wonder what was popping on Rob Reichel's Twitter this weekend. Uh, I know you guys saw the tweet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was probably one of the – it was the number two uh, bad tweet regarding Wisconsin sports, only to be outdone by that weird lady from Fun Row that went after Sam Decker. But, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob, Rob, Robbie's right up there. He's number two. So uh, Yeah, Nelly, you know, I, Nelly and I were making fun of it uh, yesterday. 
And if Nelson's making some of fun in someone's Twitter, Jeremy, that that is the lowest of the low. Well, you know, I, I got to give him credit. I mean, you go out on a limb. I mean, not even a week after beating Michigan, within a, I think we can all agree, convincing win, no matter how bad they are, uh, they got the talent. I mean, to, to leave it up for 24 hours thinking that that's a good tweet, have six responses all asking if he was drunk or, you know, and him still defending it, and then have two listeners not even go after him, just politely, you know, call him out, and then to be blocked. I, I, I'm, I'm dumbfounded. I, I mean, the guy must be hanging out at these sporting events way too much because the one ply is wearing off on him because he is weak. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys can address it with, with Rob. Because, uh, oh, for sure. He's an MSN, and I can't anymore. So, uh, a very bad we'll take. You guys. So have a good one. Thank you, you Jeremy. Good to hear from you. Yes, we leave no stones uh, unturned. I would be a total hypocrite to beg on Nelson and Ebo and get begged on myself at times for what we put out there and not hold the people a part of our show to the same standard. So, Jeremy, I saw it. I was with you. Uh, I've been on the, you know. Look, I was a guy who was pr- as pro-merch as it gets. There is no way, as good as Jack Cohn's been, you can even consider a change after. They I saw a lot the, of people. I mean, that's just lunacy. I saw a couple other people saying that too. That were like had a big following. That Cohn needs to be benched and Mertz. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, man? They're like, this offense is terrible. It will never get better. Like, they just dismantled Michigan. Who was what was Michigan at the time? Eighth in the nation. Yeah. They just dismantled Michigan. Jack Cohn had two touchdowns. He looked great. And now you're going to. But, but this is what bugs me about some Wisconsin fans. We've said all week, every year leading up to the Northwestern game, that it's going to be a brutal game. Wisconsin never looks good against them. It's always just like sets football back years and how ugly it is. And then those same fans that know it's going to be an ugly game after the game want to fire Chris and bench a quarterback because it didn't look good. Don't forget the council can't manage on Saturday it's night. It's like, MF-er, you were just talking all week of how this game was going to look terrible, and it did look terrible. You knew it was going to look terrible, and now you want to fire and bench everyone? You're an idiot. And you guys still bet on Wisconsin. I know. I'm an idiot, too. Unbelievable. Well, you, we, RJ I, thought was that, I thought this was a game to break out, but once it happened, once you saw the gray... It was a gray. You called that. I should have, that's when I should have realized. When has when Northwestern Wisconsin ever played on a nice day? It was a gray, Never. overcast. RJ nasty found a picture. Day. I think that was photoshopped. Was he photoshopped. found a picture two years ago of Danny Davis returning a punt, and it was sunny out. It's photoshopped. It had to either be photoshopped or the sun came out for like one second and then instantly yeah. ducked back behind the clouds. Well, that's what no, happened. You're right. It's always cloudy and gray, and it's not like freezing, but it's not nice. It's always just kind of like a blah day every time Wisconsin and Northwestern play. Yeah. Same thing with Rutgers. You never, it's, you, I, I never remember either at Camp Randall or watching that game on, on TV in, in Jersey where it's 80 and sunny. It's always gray and just blah. Yeah, for but some when you games. play Rutgers, you're like mentally it's sunny. That's true. Just because you're playing Rutgers, you have yeah. a smile ear to ear. I, right, thought so, the, I thought the Saturday game would be like the breakout game for that offense. Trends are. Trends we failed. We failed yeah. in Arizona University they class. Never, Trends are your friends. I know. They I never tried to help you. I know. No, no, Nelson. You. Well, Nelson, you're the one that put David Stearns on notice. You put Greg Gard on notice. Stearns all of a sudden got the Brewers yeah, in the don't playoffs. Don't get too carried away. Greg yeah. Gard's got all kinds of four star recruits coming in now. And I just. So had why to would give we him, listen to you? I had to give him a pat on the back. They just had to listen. Okay. You know, it's a step in the right direction. But RJ was on earlier, and people that are bagging on Cone. They asked him to hand the ball off and throw it five yards down the field. Did he even attempt to pass farther than ten yards? No. They didn't no, run, RJ was right. They didn't run bad. any routes farther the, than the ten offense yards. Was, vanilla play calling. The offense went ultra conservative, and I think I don't know if it was Chris trying to mess with Northwestern because whatever happened, it bit him in the ass, but they still won. And it was it was kind of a misleading score. It was twenty four to three in the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right, six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. So uh, we got phones blowing up now, Nelson. So we, we've we've uh, we've awoken something. All right. So what was the worst look on Saturday, Ebo? Uh, the bench cone after one bad game where they didn't even lose, and I don't even think it was really Cone's fault. Was that a worse look, or was the explanation of this? Yeah. Oh. Mm. oh. Don't worry about that. Made of wood. It's real sturdy. What is uh? What was the worst uh, rationale? Bench Jack Cone or your Plinko board got ran over and it's now in and the dismantled dumpster. and even though away. I've run over it with a a huge truck that I drive and it didn't even put a dent in it. I honestly want to say the Plinko board. Hmm. I need a whistleblower. 
608-321-1670. Go ahead, Nelly. The Plinko board definitely stinks worse than Jack Cohn's performance. Well, yeah, but that's got like seven years. We don't even want to talk about that. Uh, Mark, welcome to the Joe Nebo Show. Hey, how's it going today, boys? What's Good, up, brother? Buddy? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Hey, I got a scenario for you here. I'm listening. All right. You guys are talking about how your urinal lust there, you know, where guys like to get a little too close. No, we just wanted to know what the guy, Evo, it was an extreme situation there where there was six. Six, six open That's urinals. extreme. He I'm saying right if there's one, do you still cozy up if there's one or you just go first available, Mark? Now, six is extreme. That There is no justification for the guy standing next to Evo with six open urinals. If it's one open do you still go out of your way, or do you just like go in there, convenient, try and get in and out as quick as you can? Well, I like to just walk in, take the middle stall, stand about two feet back, and let her fly. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you're the tripod, Mark. That's a different yeah, story. There you go. There you go. I walk with a limp in the middle. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, a little parody on this, so. Okay, you got to imagine now you're 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 in the you're in the locker room shower there, and you're taking a shower. Somebody comes over and takes a shower right next to you. All of a sudden, you. You look down, and you see he's peeing on your leg. Whoa. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do? Exactly right. Well, you got to look at it this way. Green Bay is you taking the shower. Detroit's the guy peeing on your leg. So <laughs> I didn't think that's where we were going to end up, Mark, so but I, think, I, see, I like it. So I the Lions are about to get knocked out then, huh? Well, there you go. Hey, and then you got the Bears over there soaping their ass. So, <laughs> Could you please stop soaping your ass while I'm talking to you? Boy, a good Mr. Deeds reference. Thank you, uh, Mark. Yeah, it's like Ace Ventura, right, when he's trying to find out the, who, the, who had the missing stone, and he's standing in the, uh, in the, the yeah. two things. The urinal, first he creeps over, but that guy likes it. And then he gives the shower or the towel tap, and then he gets knocked out. So what is the Vikings just waiting for everyone to be done? Right. He's just and then in Mr. Deeds, where you know they're trying to set up Happy Gilmore's character, Adam Sandler's character, and he says, "Could you please stop soaping your ass?" <laughs> Here we are, one quarter into the season. Uh, the Packers three and one, Bears three and one, Lions two one and one, Vikings two and two. If you had a redo on picking the division. And look, I get it. We're Wisconsin base, Packers, Badgers, Brewers, Bucks. We get that. Uh, but do you really believe now after four weeks the Packers can sustain this? If you break it down by quarters, if they go three and one every four weeks, obviously the Packers at 12 and four, not only are they going to win the division, probably more likely to have home field advantage. Now, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to go that they're going to go three and one every four weeks, but. I mean, the Bears are three and one. You got to win over that team. Uh, the Vikings are two and two. You got to win uh, over that team. Poor old Denver just can't. They, Denver's just got to. If if they if the other team has the ball with like two minutes left, Denver's gonna lose. Yeah, they suck, they suck with two minutes left. Uh, Denver's not that good. They got no um, luck. Those are the Packers' wins. Obviously, you lose uh, to the Eagles. You know, the, the Bears' offense still. I I mean, look, it's it's like it's got to be. I would love to listen to like sports talk radio in Chicago. And now you got. Chase Daniel because Trubisky's hurt, but the Bear defense is back to just being ridiculous. I mean, well, they are the number the two. It's Patriots one, Bears two for best defenses right now, stat wise. Can you ask the question: Is the NFC North good, or is it about is it a bunch of average, average teams? teams? Well, I asked this. That's a good question, Nelson. But I, you know, we asked this question two weeks ago when the Packers had got to two and zero, and certainly the season evolves and it'll change. But I'll still stand by what I said two weeks ago. Can you find right now in the NFC six teams better than Green Bay? Well, Six you... teams make the playoffs, right? Can you find six that will be... Now, I know weird things happen. Maybe you'll have a... a, a you know, the Patriots when you're at 11-5 didn't make the division because they were in the best division. So, yeah, if the NFC North has three teams with winning records, maybe they could be one of the six best teams, but because they're in a tough division. But when you look at, Ebo, the, the, the NFC right now... I mean, do you really think there are six teams better than the Packers right now? Well, there's some things that concern me for the Packers, especially if Devontae Adams is going to miss. Even if he misses a week or two, I th- that's going to hurt the Packers because the offense hasn't looked good really at all. But I mean, that Eagles game, there was a lot of Rodgers to Devontae was really good. Outside of that, there was a lot of question marks still, especially when they had two you know red zone chances to win the game and – Aaron Rodgers had eight attempts at the end zone and came up empty. That was concerning. So no Devontae Adams. What does that mean for the the offense? That means that for me, it means for the defense can't continue to win these games week in and week out because we saw what happened against the Eagles. The defense couldn't win you that game. It was up for Rodgers and the offense to do it. And once Devontae Adams left the field, they didn't win. Well, there was no vintage Rodgers moment, and it was set up for a vintage Rodgers moment. Right, Wasn't but there. again, do you think there are? Do you, do you think that being said, and I agree with you, I don't think the Packers are flawless. But do you 
That being said, can you find six teams that are better than Green Bay right now? I mean, I don't know if I can find one. I mean, look, Dallas. Are the Eagles better than the Packers? Well, I mean, they just beat them, so you'd have to say they are. But, I mean, do you. Are the Cowboys? I. They beat the they beat the Dolphins, the Redskins, and the Giants. They play an okay team in New Orleans, and they can't do anything last. All right, look night. at the NFC West. The Niners are three and zero. The Seahawks are three and one, and the Rams are three and one. I think the Rams are better. I think the Seahawks could be, and I, I don't know. Are the Niners? I don't buy I San Francisco. Pretenders. Are they pretenders? They're three and zero. The Bears and the Lions. I think the Lions. I don't know the NFC North. I can't tell if it's good or if it's bad or if it's average. The Saints. I mean, they're I three and one. They're three and one. When's when's Drew Brees coming back? So then another weeks? month, but they're undefeated with Four Teddy weeks? Bridgewater as a starting quarterback. Could this be a year where there's just like a t- a ton of ten and six type teams? That's what I'm saying. I don't think you know. I don't think you're going to see. Rams thirteen and three, Saints thirteen and three, Bears twelve and four, like you saw last year. I think they'd be lucky to get a team in the NFC that has twelve wins. So then you go back to the question about the division. I go back to where we started the season. If you win ten games, can you win the division? I say yes. Um, you know that be can the Packers go seven and five the rest of the season? I don't think that's unreasonable to ask. You go seven and five, you go ten and six. I can't see in this NFC ten and six not at least. Winning your division or getting a wild card. All right, so let's just go look at the just gut answer. Packers Cowboys in Dallas. It's changed significantly after what I saw last yeah. night. I I think it's an. I'll just I say think it's, Green Bay can now win that game. I didn't yeah. think Friday morning the Packers could win well, that plus game. Plus, you got to factor in Green Bay gets some extra rest too. I think a slight advantage Packers just because of rest. Uh, Packers host the Lions. That. Monday night, a toss up, right? I think that's now you have to say it's a toss up. Lions have a bye week, and they've owned the Packers for the last two years, and the Lions are playing good. Packers versus Raiders. I think Packers, I Packers will take the Packers in that game. Uh, Packers go uh, to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. I think you Chiefs win that game. Have to say Kansas City, yeah. And then they go to LA to face the Chargers. <sighs> I mean, I, you got to see what the Chargers look like once they get Melvin Gordon back because they're really beat up right now. The Panthers, then Panthers come to Lambeau. Who plays quarterback? You know, I mean, yeah. they. I, I don't buy Carolina. I mean, I think that's... There's some cupcakes on here. Like, the Panthers, I think the Packers win no problem. The Giants, I think the Packers win no problem. The Redskins, the Packers win no problem. Oof, Redskins. Yikes. Yeah, exactly. They're bad. And the Raiders. There's four. There's four that I think that the Packers could could win right. easily. So now if you can say, okay, to get to ten wins, there's you got to There's seven fight. wins there's, then. Yeah, we, we, we feel comfortable giving them seven. Okay, now, I mean... You know, who knows what Detroit, Minnesota, and Chicago looks like late in the season when they play them. Um, you know, there's always going to be that one weird game. You know, hell, if, if as bad as last season was, if Ty Montgomery takes a knee in the end zone, I believe the Packers would have beat the Rams. So you we know? think there's seven wins out there? I think how there's many, a minimum. I think many toss-up games? Well, then there's a lot. I mean, now go do that list again. Packers-Cowboys, toss-up? I think that's a toss-up. Lions-Packers? Two. Um, Packers-Chargers? Three. Packers Niners. That game's in Lambeau, though. No, no that's in, in San Francisco. Yeah, no, I would definitely say toss up then. Four. Um, then you got the Bears again. Then you got Five. the Vikings and the Lions to finish the season. Six, S- maybe even seven. Yeah. So you win half your toss up games. And you get to there's ten, 10 wins. And there's ten wins. So yeah, for this to really be for the Packers not to you for you to vote in this poll that they can win the division. Not only would they they'd have to lose all the games that are going to be close pickums, either three point favorite or three point underdog, and they would probably have to lose to one of these terrible teams, right? They'd have to lose to the the Raiders or the Redskins. Now, obviously, we're in the last day of September. Who knows what the last day from November? Things could be totally different. I'm just saying because this is all we have to go off right now are these four weeks. Uh, I think the Bear defense looks really good. I think the Vikings are done. And I think Detroit is a very interesting case study. I can't, but the Lions have done this so many times where they just yeah. implode. I cannot trust a Matthew Stafford team that even if they keep winning and they get to November and they're nine and four, that they still wouldn't lose their last five games or three games and end up nine and seven and miss the playoffs by one game. I mean, they had a four game lead on the Packers <laughs> with four games to go, and Green Bay didn't even have a quarterback four years ago. And somehow the Lions lost four in a row How do you trust to end the season. And the How Packers win the division at 8-7-1. I mean, that's embarrassing. It's crazy. So, I, yeah, I mean, I I would guess I get, if it's not the Packers, then I guess you default to the team that won it last year. That's Chicago because, yeah, I don't <sighs> know who plays quarterback for them, but it doesn't matter if you have that defense. 
They haven't won one game. They're 3-1 and one because they have a great defense. Yeah. They, they, they have Khalil not Mack won one game because of their stunned. offense. I don't, I mean, does it matter who plays quarterback for the Bears? Well, their really, defense really is... last year. I mean, Trubisky was a pro bowler last year, though. He threw, what, 20, 26, 28 touchdowns, something like that? He was a pro bowler I last year. I think if Trubisky's out for an extended period of time where it's more than, you know, four or five weeks, that's going to hurt the Bears because Chase Daniels might look good in the short term. Chase Daniels ain't good in the long term. Man, what a weird. Uh, I think, Nelson, you're right. I, I mean, they get to, and who knows? Maybe one, maybe. Maybe Philly goes on a seven-game win streak, or, or maybe Seattle is back and they they go nine and one here in their next ten. I just I can't see a team in the NFC that's going to be twelve and four, thirteen and three. I mean, I think Kansas City and New England. I don't know when those teams lose. I think you're going to have two really good teams. In the, but look at the, you look at the rest of the AFC. Browns are leading that division at two and two. The Browns. Houston sucks. They're leading that division at two and two. There's just a lot of averageness in the Maybe this is the perfect year for LaFleur year one and the Packers to figure out their identity. Maybe 9-7, and 10-6 and six is more than enough to, yeah. to get Houston this thing done. Houston chokes a game away against the Saints. Just, when Drew Brees is the quarterback, then they can't beat Kyle Allen. Yeah. I, I, I mean, the NFL, I mean, it's bizarre world right yeah. now. Can we, uh, Ebo, do we agree now? And whether he agrees or not, is it time to officially detonate Mount Notice or at least Greg Gard's face off it? I mean... Kind of was already there last week with the 2020 class. Now what he's done. So you have the number five rated recruiting class in 2020 for Wisconsin basketball. You have the number one in the country rated recruiting class in 2021. Damn. Will any talk of ever putting Greg Gard on any type of notice around these parts be met with extreme rejection going forward after what Gard's done the last few weeks? Um, well, let's ask the guy. Rowdy, what do you think? Well, this is obviously a good look for him. I mean, to state the obvious, but uh, it still means that there's going to be higher expectations, right? If you bring in these top classes, well, I would hope, hope they're always they better, high expectations. They better start winning games. So early exits in the tournament to Oregon—that's not acceptable. Now, Nelly, also see this is the thing. Apparently, it's not going to be enough. Greg Gard. We've known he hasn't been getting some of the top talent in the state, but that's not all his fault. We've all we talked about that. With Jalen Johnson, did you ever really think he was going to go to Wisconsin? No. No. No one really did. But the thing that I always get is some of these kids that we get in there and they, they're supposed to be pretty good players, I just haven't seen a ton of them get much better. Well, two sweet sixteen. So that's why we'll uh, we'll see. All right, now let me see this, Nelly. But it's a step in the right direction. Someone – we haven't really cleared the air on this. Some say that you were calling for the firing of Craig Council, even though he was made it to an NLCS, and you said there was doctored tweets, but others said yeah, you know you exactly it. that it's doctored. Now, do you think? Do you guys think that Craig Council should or could win Manager of the Year for the NL? I think he won't again because they'll give it to the Cardinal guy, and he'll get screwed two years in a row. Last year, he clearly last year the Baseball Writers of America got a D bag, and one of my biggest regrets of the summer is that I didn't lobby harder for the baseball writers to make a deeper run in the ultimate D-bag bracket. I don't know if this year is as egregious, because at the end of the day, they're the second wild card. What he did in September deserves a manager of the year, uh-huh. but the Cardinal manager will win, because they're a sexier brand, they're a national brand, the Brewers are not. The Cardinals manager will win manager of the year, and guess who will finish second again? Craig, Craig Council. Buy or sell that, Nelson. Buy or, or sell. High or low. I'd probably buy it, especially because how the hell did he not win it last year? Because of deep state MLB, or do you turn that around and go, does he win it this year based on what he's that, done the past three years? Well, and it could be that you know it's like the Ron Dane Heisman wasn't his best year; it was the cumulative. They finally said, well, we probably should have given it to him either as freshman or sophomore year. This could be another one of those where, like the baseball writers say, we missed it last year. Retrospectively, dude probably was the best. He might not be the best this year, but when you look at the last two years, so I I think Evo to answer your question, he's got a shot. But I, at the end of the day, if I was betting on it, I don't think he does. I don't. I, I think it's like Wisconsin football. Until they put him into the the conference play or the college football championship when they go undefeated, I won't believe that they would have put him in. Like Not I need to that. see it to believe it. Uh, I mean, last year was last year is ridiculous. I mean, the fact that he that they you know yes the Braves overachieve, but so did I mean the Brewers way overachieved retrospectively to the Braves last year. 
to not win it is egregious. And the Cardinals, even though a lot of people thought they were going to be back this year, uh, the Brewers are still the reigning champion. So I, I think it's just it's bad luck. It's bad timing. Maybe I'll be surprised because, again, I was stunned that he didn't win it last year. I don't know that I'd be stunned if he wins it this year, but I, I would not put him as the favorite right now. Yeah, I agree with you on that Not one. that he doesn't deserve it. I, I know how these these uh, goober writers operate, and I, I just think they're going to put uh, the, the Cardinals manager and his man. Now, I don't know. After that, I mean, you can't really argue anyone else, Nelson. I can't go back to the Braves. I suppose you could go to the See, Dodgers because they, gave they it won. To the Braves a year early, right? If there's a year that Craig Council should have won, it should have been last year. If there's a year that the Braves man should have won, it should have been this year, right? Because you got you look what Philly did with with all the money they spent. Obviously, starting with I mean, Philly was the pick to win that division. You still have the Dodgers, and then you had Brewers and Cubs who had the two best records. You know who I think is going to win? I think it's going to be Martinez from the Nationals. That team was so bad the first couple months of the season. Yeah, they stunk. They were bad. They were like, I think they were 19 and 30 some at one point early in the year, and now they are the number one wild card. And then it's trying to unpack, you know, uh, wrongs, Ebo. If, if 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 criticism of Greg Gard was wrong in the past, and what he's done is has turned the tide of momentum. If criticizing Craig Council was wrong or not giving Craig Council the manager was wrong, where does this, in your opinion, fit on that pecking order? Shit. Yeah. Oh! Don't worry about that. Made of wood. It's real sturdy. Have you been able to uncover anything? No, I need a whistleblower, and I need a whistleblower bad. So someone destroyed, <laughs> allegedly... Someone allegedly destroyed our Plinko board at the red zone after the Michigan-Wisconsin game. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. I think the story stinks. They won't declassify the videos. I need a whistleblower out there, folks. If you were there, I will reward you. There is a reward for it. Well, the thing here's the thing that troubles me about it. We never even got. I would have liked to have seen it to have that. You know. Yeah, I never even got never to see even it. got to see it. We just took for the word that it was destroyed. I want to yeah. see. The the, the the remnants of the place. It's like board. someone took a bunch of email servers and bleached them. Like we never even <laughs> threw them away. We never even got to see it. So at least give us the opportunity to see it. But no, that's it. Oh, breaking news right here. You don't, you don't have to hit the sounder. Uh, Chris Orr, there you go. Nine tackles, two for loss, two sacks for 15 yards and a forced fumble. You know what he gets? Big 10 Defensive Player of the Week. You got it, man. There you go for Chris and Orr. And the Badgers, it should just. Until maybe, they, he, maybe he ruined our Plinko board. He ran right through it. Uh, Nelson, you've been known to, I mean, we, we had the debate of the Rowdy Razor alter ego, which I think we all can agree never left. Um, Came so back you, big time. You, 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 you experienced, you, you certainly like to experience what is the Zone Blitz pregame bash. Do you have a working theory uh, as a guy that's, you know, the steward technically of the board on Badger Saturdays? Do you have any type of uh, idea of what happened or is there a cover up? Is it I just think as, I got something. I just. I think a lot from my story will have to be redacted for air. So oh, I don't know it'll if it's, be like, if it's yeah, the transcripts shareable. will come out. It'll be all just black, black boxes of text. Yeah, it'll be like two words here. The a <laughs> everything else is just black <laughs> boxed. Like a hole. <laughs> Do you think then follow up because uh, people don't realize there's this this stretch of five straight home games continues. We have a home game this week, which means a pregame show. We have a home game next week, which is homecoming. Yeah. And they're talking about a 2.30 kick, which a lot of people are missing with all these 11 o'clock, and that's Michigan State. So that could be a big event. Uh, I think our buddy Bat Mernstein said he was coming Ooh, to that one. Yeah. So, uh, Nelson, what do you think? Should we do something different here? Do you want to – are you early? I mean, it's only Monday. we got plenty of time. But, I mean, are you thinking about – Paper, scissors, rock still? Do you want to do some type of, you know, like Man, spelling bee or play hangman or twister? Like, do we go back to promotions and, and lobby for a new Plinko board? Like, what do you think we should, what's the play here today? We knew what looking Ooh, once Twitter at. Do you call it paper, scissors, rock? Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Looking I never heard of that schedule when it was released and you saw all those home games in a row. We kind of just circled that five games and go, oof, it's going to be tough. Did we ever think we'd lose a Plinko board? No. Never. I think it's an inside job. I think not, not inside of our staff. I think it's something stinks. All right, I'm order a Twitter poll for tomorrow. We're going to come up with something uh, stinks, boys. We're going to come up with what the new. Uh, we're going to have to come up with something. That might something have to be a new. Twitter poll. That's what well, I just said. Tomorrow, more breaking news. 
California governor signs law allowing college athletes to make money from endorsements and hire agents. Yeah, that, defying the NCAA. That thing's gonna. That thing. We'll talk about that this week too. Th- that thing is gonna boil over. That is gonna be a powder keg. Um, obviously, if every, if only one state's paying college athletes, why would anybody ever go to any other college again? So that story will be crazy. Uh, crazier than the Plinko board. Who knows? Yes, Nelson, I agree. We, I will put together a list tonight. Maybe we, you guys, oh, that's your homework assignment. Ever come up with four ideas you want to do for the pre Conspiracy Theory Monday. California governor that's signing this, actually a huge USC fan, so it makes sense they can actually pay their players. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, what's her name? Uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt Becky was just too early to the party on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky was just trying to get on ahead of the thing. Now, I mean, she's, she's like, I was wrongfully accused.